0: Hey and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head.
1: And I'm Dane, the head with a knot in his
0: neck. <sighs> Bad sleep.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobbies, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games. Not this time, though. We played a game last time. Today, we're talking about some stuff. Dane, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, uh, we're talking about one shots again, specifically doing a one shot like uh, during a campaign. So, you got an ongoing campaign, throw a one shot in there.
0: It's going to be a very fun thing. Uh, faithful listeners will remember <clears throat> huh, sorry, that we already did an episode about one shots. That was, I think, our first uh, uh, tips and tricks style episode.
1: Yeah, way back when. We got. Um, This is, it took us a while, but we listened to you. Uh, Some of our listeners were like, hey, that's cool episode about one shots. How do I fit it in a campaign? Yeah. Talk more
0: about that idea.
1: Here is that episode. Yeah.
0: So we're back. This is some of the same stuff. We're going to go over some of the same stuff. But I think, uh, you know, since this is an evolving discipline and we're also, you know, we're talking about it and doing a little bit of, you know, instruction, but we're also learning ourselves. We're becoming better game masters and better writers and just, you know, getting, getting better the whole time. Uh, so hopefully, even though we're going to go over some of the same stuff, you're going to find it. Um, well With this new
1: angle that we got, yeah. hopefully it's, it's informative.
0: And you might find it a little more helpful than the last time because we are a little more coherent. Than we might have been in our earlier episodes, I hope. Which was like a year ago. Yeah. (laughs) So, what we're going to talk about in order. We're going to talk about the reason why you might do that. Why would you put a one-shot in an ongoing campaign? Why would you put this separate self-contained thing in your episodic ongoing Mm -hmm. adventures? Uh, We're going to talk about how to do it. Um, And that's, I think, where we're going to get into most of the meat of this. How do you actually like come up with it and deploy it? Mm.
1: Strategies that we use, slash, you know, think are good.
0: Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just so you know, we're not talking out our butts. We're gonna tell you about one that we actually did one time. An
1: example.
0: We're gonna talk about how it worked and what was good about it, and just you know, like how the whole thing came together, how we followed our own advice to do it. So, reasons why? Reasons why? Why would you want? To run a one-shot adventure in your ongoing campaign of multiple strung together adventures.
1: Well, one reason why is it's a fun break, mm. right? So your you know campaign is a fate of the world. Everybody's on edge. Maybe they just need a bite. Or a bite. Maybe they just need a bite to eat, and they <laughs> go to a restaurant. Yeah. And something happens, and it's you know a hilarity. Uh, A hilarity, shit, hilarious story. That's what I meant. Mm
0: -hmm. A hilarity (laughs) filled (laughs) story. It doesn't have to be funny either. Um, One way, I guess, like one way you could think about it is uh, filler episodes in like an episodic TV show. But filler episodes Mm kind of get this bad rap as like, lazy, like filler content. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to watch that. Um, But, well, maybe you don't. Or maybe you're less interested in that versus the uh, the main story as it's you know unfolding and continuing. But there's a lot of great opportunity to just get deeper with with a one shot to get deeper into all the different aspects that make up your ongoing campaign,
1: like character backstory. Mm-hmm. Right. Another reason why is flush out some of that char- character backstory or bring some of it in, uh, right? You know, your players have probably written or maybe not wrote, but like have it in their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, what'd your characters do before this? They got an idea. Yeah. Well, bring some of that in, right? Because all characters have unresolved drama.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it's just role playing. You know, big thing. We talked about that a couple episodes ago about how, you know, adventurers aren't, from happy families and stable home lives that's you know those no. people don't go doing adventures. So something is something is going on for them why they're doing an adventure. And a one shot, a break between, you know, major story beats in your campaign can be a great place to explore some of that stuff mm-hmm. and get into it.
1: Like somebody from your past mm-hmm. comes a knock and is like, hey remember how you owe me a hundred gold pieces?
0: You're know, like, Come shit, I forgot I owed you 100 gold pieces, but uh, now we have to spend an episode just, like, getting that together real quick.
1: Right? Or, like, you know, a, a nemesis comes back and is like, hey, remember how you wronged me? <laughs> I'm gonna try to kill you. Yeah. Or something.
0: And then you have to deal with that. Or, you know, it could be something as simple as just, you know, like, this this session they're in a tavern the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, an opportunity to, you know... Cut loose. Yeah, to cut loose and explore... Explore other ap- aspects of the game that are a little more, like, internal. Like, stuff about the characters, how they behave in different situations, how they interact with each other, what their relationships are looking mm-hmm. like. Um, it could be a good way
1: to, like, get your players... Uh, interacting with each other, right? Instead of always fighting the monster in the room and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you have some conversations between the characters.
0: Yeah. This one isn't really on our thing, but I just thought about it. Um, so, like, if you play, if D&D is your thing, in character creation, D&D has a bunch of, like, uh, has a bunch of backgrounds that you can choose from. And those usually give you like a skill proficiency and sometimes they give you like some tools or some like knickknacks that come with you. Like if you're, you know, uh, if you're a you soldier, a or, yeah, or, you know, whatever. an acolyte or a folk hero or a scholar. Those backgrounds are meant to inform your character, but I find that a lot of times people don't really get into them. So a one-shot can be a great opportunity to be like, hey, you character whose background, you know, has them able to... Smith yeah yeah maybe like they have something like that Smithing and you know, like we can take a little time we can you can come up with a self-contained little story where they explore that aspect of their character and now they're they're getting a little deeper into it um, and you know they might not want to do that but there's other there's other things to do
1: uh, one shots are also a good way to show how the players have changed the world right so they've been on this epic year-long quest mm-hmm to save the world or whatever or maybe destroy the world yeah that's what you're playing uh but like they go they you can send them back to a village that they've been to before Mm -hmm. and then like everyone remembers them and there's like an issue yeah maybe it's that they are remembered it's like yeah you guys came to town and you killed half of us so we're mad at
0: you and you broke everything um, showing how the players have changed the world or how the world has just changed since uh, since the last couple sessions, that's that's a really great opportunity provided by one-shots. You could, you know, maybe they rescued someone from, from a goblin cave in the first episode, or I say episodes, I keep saying episodes, episodes. sessions, <laughs> the first session of your campaign, um, and then, you know, maybe they find that guy again, and he's like, hey, You guys, you know, we know each other from before, I trust you. How about we go do this just little side thing? You get to, you know, run back into someone you met before, especially if it was like an NPC that your players liked. Mm -hmm. Or even better, if it's someone they didn't like. But then he shows up and he's like, hey, I got an offer you can't refuse. Uh, I know
1: that we hate each other, but... I've um, got
0: this, like, unbelievable money-making opportunity. Let's just... (laughs) not continue the main story for a second, and spend the session doing this little one-shot dungeon. Or
1: you gotta, you know, sell our protein shake, which <laughs> you're under me,
0: but the more <laughs> you sell, you can get people under... This is wonderful opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like that idea. It's It's cool to... It's cool to see that a world you know, a fantasy world that you're playing in your imaginations together has some, like, realism and persistency that makes it all feel more real and that rewards your player's investment in the whole thing, so...
1: Which is, like, the perfect way that tabletop RPGs can do that because, like, in a video game, it's... Or, like, take Skyrim, for example... They don't, like, the little townspeople don't remember you. You, like, you know, come back and you're like, yeah, remember when I, you know, helped you do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they might be like, yeah, thanks. But, like, nothing else ever comes of that.
0: Right. Nothing usually changes. Or if you keep going to the same vendor to, like, sell your dungeon junk Mm -hmm. to, you know, make money. Like, nothing ever really develops between you and that NPC. They
1: won't be like, oh, you guys come here all the time. I got a deal.
0: Right with a with a one shot you can explore the development of something like that like a you know a uh preferred customer relationship with someone mm-hmm. they keep interacting with or with a place they keep going back to now all of those things are you know i i think they're good ideas and they're examples of why a one shot could be good why you why my bleh, 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 bleh. why you might want to use a one shot yes but there's also, you know, there's not a ton about that that you can't also do during your ongoing story. You know, yeah, you could bring that stuff in as part of your ongoing campaign. Mm-hmm. But another great thing, another great reason why you want, you might want to include a one shot, uh, is the opportunity it affords new players. And we think one shots are really great to bring new players in who, you know, maybe they're not going to stick around, but they want to play. Like you have a friend come into town for just one weekend. One shot is a great opportunity to include them. Um, or like add a new group member to the party if you're having a new player permanently joined. Or uh, if you have a new, new to the hobby entirely, you know, someone who's like, I've seen this. I kind of know what it is, but I don't really know, and I want to know, and I want to get into it. Like, can I try? Can I You guys do this all the time. I
1: want to do one, too. Right. And, like, you don't want to bring them fully into the campaign because what if they don't like it or Mm -hmm. don't stick around or whatever? So, boom, you do a one-shot.
0: Yeah. And more so than... um, More so than you know writing them in to the ongoing campaign it it gives you the freedom to like hey this is this is what it's like everyone else can you know kind of take a step back from the you know fate of the world goal that they're dealing with the main the main plot that you're having them explore and you can focus on something you know local a dungeon or something going on in a town or like you know do this monster hunt and you can have it completely disconnected, but you can have the same characters in the same party interacting with each other. I would also say, it's not on our outline, but in the same way it's a great opportunity to bring in new players, a one-shot can be a great opportunity for if um, a couple players can't make it one week. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, two people, and you still want to get together and play, but you're like, Ah, oh, shit, okay. Well, I guess those two guys are on vacation, and you guys, while you're waiting for them to come back, you get into some mischief in town. Right.
1: You know, you do the, the, the classic, like, sitcom, you know, the B story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Do the B plot. And that way, you know, you're still playing. If you're you know, having a good time game mastering, which hopefully you are, it's supposed to be fun. You have an opportunity to continue playing. You don't have to stop playing your campaign, and the players who can make it don't have to wait on everybody else, but also the players who don't make it, they're not missing out on the story. It's not like you're continuing without them. Right. They
1: don't they don't miss out on, you know, the big reveal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's just a one shot. It right. doesn't really mean anything. Because that's
0: not what's happening this week. This week there's just, you know, a monster outside of town and we took
1: care of it. While they're
0: waiting, you gotta go take care of it. <laughs> yes. Some fun like that.
1: So, so we threw out a lot of examples and like you know reasons why we were just having fun mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, so strategies to actually, yeah, you know, run a successful. Workshop How yeah? How do you do in it?
0: Your campaign. So you're like, I want to. You have one of these reasons to do it, and you're like, I want to do it. How do you do it? How do you put it together? How do you deploy it? How do you weave it into what you've already got going on?
1: Uh, our first advice is keep it small. Have a have a micro mindset mm-hmm. uh, when you make this one shot. Because um, it is a one shot. It's not supposed to necessarily drag on. Maybe leave some open ends. So, like, maybe it could be a thing that comes back, sure. Yeah. But, like, you do want it wrapped up tight. Yes. Right? So, like, for example, if not... All the party members can play that day, and you decide to do a one shot. You don't want half the party like still in the middle of a dungeon when the group gets back together to continue their campaign, right? Because then it's like, well, what happened in the dungeon?
0: Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you know, either like play it real quick, during which you know the other players who are left out of it, they have to just sit there being left out, or you have to like fast forward through it narratively and say, like, okay, you did this, it went this way, mm-hmm. this is the results, and now you're back here. That's unsatisfying.
1: Yeah. Or it gets real messy on the timeline, where it's like, okay, well, actually, that dungeon that you guys played last week, that happens in the future. That yeah. hasn't happened yet. You haven't done that yet. And you guys are like,
0: still look, here. You don't want to deal with stuff like that. Then it's just crazy. I mean, unless you do. I've then never it looks tried. like Jeremy Baramey. Yeah, right? like a mess. <laughs> and I guess, like, that would be an interesting thing. I've never... I've never considered that before, and I actually, I think it would be an ass ache, but it could be cool to run a campaign where, like,
1: time is fucked. Yeah,
0: time did not behave linearly. That's interesting. Um, it's pretty high concept, though, and you'd have to have, I would say, full-on commitment from some dedicated players to make that work. Yeah. And that's not really what we're talking about tonight. No. no. That point was the micro-mindset. Yeah. Keep it small, keep it contained.
1: Yeah, put it on the board, keep it contained. Yeah. Right. Great example of this is the movie Free Fire.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Right. A whole full-length movie about one gunfight.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, well, you know, no spoilies. I I recommend everyone sees it because it's just an absolute blast. But the premise is, you know, some shady characters are meeting in, like, a warehouse to do a shady gun deal. They're, like, selling arms to the to the, the IRA or something. Mm-hmm. And because of some unexpected <laughs> shenanigans, it all goes wrong and everyone starts shooting at each other. And that's not a spoily, That's, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. The movie is they have a prolonged gunfight. And, you know... People die, people win, people escape. That's the end. But the point is, it's self-contained. That's the lesson for your one-shots. You want to set up something that, you know, blows up real quick into whatever the fun idea you have is. And by the end of it, it's done. And the players are back to where they need to be to launch into the next main story. Yeah. Right?
1: So, you know, a story, uh, the story of a one-shot in a campaign, right? It's got to be small, right? So, mm-hmm. you have your micro mindset. You can still tell a story. Mm-hmm. And it's, you should, you yeah. know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, oh, just a combat. Right. But, like, maybe it's a mundane story. Maybe it's a story about trying to find an open bar. Mm-hmm. Like, it's late at night, you guys want to drink, all the bars are closed. Yeah.
0: Adventure. And yeah, you're trying to, you know, a pub crawl. That's actually a pretty fun idea. And then maybe you piss some people off at the first one, mm-hmm. you got kicked out. That's why you're pub crawling or whatever. And the people who you pissed off, they like show up a couple more times and you have some like mm-hmm. fist fights or something. You know. One shot.
1: Or maybe like your players don't get that far. That's what you planned as as the GM, but like you guys just spent too long at a you know bar in the middle. And then, so, oh, what do I do with this? Well, you do nothing because you guys just never made it to the end. Mm -hmm. You guys drank, you stayed at the, like, third bar, and you spent the night there. Boom. Story over. Get back to the campaign next session.
0: They still do it, and they have control over that. And that's the other, you know, sort of thing with the one-shot. In our first um, one-shot episode... Where we talked about one shots as just like completely standalone things, unconnected to anything else. Uh, One of the pieces of advice we gave is to like, don't necessarily write the ending. Mm -hmm. You know, don't come up with the solution to the problem, and don't don't have it in mind how it's gonna end. Leave it open in it, because with a one shot that's absolutely not connected to anything, it's totally okay for like player characters to just die or leave or you know something happens to them and they never come back because you're not continuing that. With this, you want to be a little more careful. You want to have an
1: end for something in the campaign, right? You want because, to have the point of getting back to the yeah. campaign. Otherwise, then it gets into the weird time dilation or, you know, mm-hmm. the non-behaving or non-linear time mm-hmm. line or whatever where it's like, well, what did end up happening? Did, like, did we kill that guy?
0: Right. So, yeah. You want to have the ending in mind where they get back to the main story, yeah. but it's still okay to like not care. Maybe they never find the monster. Maybe the one shot is a monster hunt or a dungeon, you know. Maybe they never finish it. Yeah. Maybe they like, oh, you know, we're low on we're low on supplies, we're all low on health. The end of this one shot is actually a story of failure where we cut our losses and just go back to wait for our friends. Because, I don't know, it kicked our ass. Or we got lost. That sort of stuff is totally okay in a one-shot. Because you're, like, looping out of the main story and back to the same point in the main story. And, unlike the main story, it doesn't need to move forward, really, in any way. you know.
1: Yeah, it's okay if it stalls out. Because <clears throat> it's not the main campaign. The, you're, the players will, you know... They will. They'll forgive you on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I hope so.
0: Yeah, I imagine they yeah. will. It's all about having and if, fun.
1: If they're like really hung up on that, then maybe that's something you need to bring back as a you know another one shot. Like I talked earlier, maybe <coughs> it's a series, not necessarily a one shot, but like oh, every couple campaign sessions we do. Mm-hmm. The next one, we we'll are come back to this story of the monster hunt. The monster is still out there. We never got it. So, like, yeah. oh, everybody's got some downtime. Let's go hunt that monster.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, maybe different people are around for that one shot mm-hmm. or something. So, you know, other people get a crack at it. But the point is, leave yourself that option and make it so however that turns out, good, bad, failure, success, you loop back into the main story at about the same point where you left yeah, because then you, you're rejoining everything else
1: yeah. and I, I would say it's not out of order for if like say the the one shot is a dungeon crawl throw them some loot at the end there mm-hmm. um, you know try not to make it so like preem loot that like the other players who didn't get to go on the one shot <laughs> are kind of jelly um or maybe that's the kind of you know party you got where yeah. that's going to motivate
0: everybody. Where to... that's going to make them have more fun with it. Yeah. Because they missed out on some like, primo look loot. Look at
1: my fancy sword. Yeah.
0: Sorry, you didn't go on the one-shot dungeon where we just like oh y'all were doing whatever. You couldn't play that week. Well, we found an abandoned temple and got this cool stuff. And yeah. Anyway. So that's uh, one of the things, keep the story small, keep it kind of inconsequential, whichever way it turns out, and have it in mind that you're going to be looping back into the main campaign at the same point where you left.
1: Mm -hmm. Would you say it's kind of like a sitcom formula where like, you know, nothing ever changes, right? They always end up where they began.
0: Yeah. I would say that and that obviously that doesn't apply to the rest of your adventures, especially not an ongoing campaign. You want Mm -hmm. stuff to change and you want progress to be made.
1: We talked about a chance to show how the players have changed the world, Mm. right. But that one shot is them going back and being like, Oh, everything's so different now. Yeah. But once they see that, they're back to that Mm. and it's really just like a affirmation of like, yeah, we're doing a quest we're doing an epic quest that has consequences.
0: Right. This is like they go off and if it were, you know, a television show, if it was like Futurama or Community or something like they go off, they do the adventure, it goes badly or it goes well, whatever happens, they come back mostly unchanged and they're like back at Planet Express ready for the next episode or back in the study room yeah. because that's where the next part of the story is going to start. Uh, yeah, I would say that's a, that's a good way to think about it. Um, All right, so
1: how to... uh, Novel gameplay mechanics. We talked about, like, how that's a fun thing to do with Mm one-shots in our previous episode.
0: It's an opportunity to try weird stuff. Like, you
1: know. So that's, that's, I think, is not necessarily what makes, like, the deciding factor of if it's a good one-shot or a bad one-shot, if it has novel gameplay mechanics. Mm -hmm. But definitely... If it has novel gameplay mechanics, it's something that brings interest, right? So, like, oh, why aren't we doing the main campaign? I want to do the main campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, like, because you get to be on a boat.
0: Yeah, because, like, this time we're on a boat. Or come up with, um, you know, if it's, like, a monster hunt, maybe you come up with, like, a tracking hunting mm-hmm. minigame.
1: Yeah, more than just, you... like, oh, we find its footsteps. Yeah, yeah
0: and that's not how you that's not something you would normally include in you know something that's like story driven or role play driven or exploration driven but this is a one shot where like this is the forest there's a monster in it mm-hmm. here's this little like grid based game that i've come up with for how you you know search mm-hmm. and then that's something fun they can tool around with and it's a great opportunity for you to like test something like that mm-hmm. if you've come up with it or you saw like a youtube video about how to do this thing a one shot is a great place to try it.
1: Yeah, um, but keep keep in mind that it is just a one shot, um, so don't come up with a super elaborate system that like players need to learn a bunch of new rules for. Yeah, right. Make it more of like, a, so this is how I'm gonna do tracking. Mm-hmm. Right. We all know how to track. Mm-hmm. Right you have your attributes or you know in whatever game system you're in mm-hmm. right your abilities or whatever so you're going to use those but it's just going to work a little bit differently today cuz like i have this grid here uh, something like that or like i don't know if you're doing a sci-fi thing like you guys are in zero gravity so mm-hmm. movement's going to be a little weird this yeah, session. And we're not
0: always going to be in zero gravity, but here I'm doing zero gravity, and that's just, like, an extra thing that you need to try every time. Um, you're going to have to, like, roll to maneuver instead of just, like, walking across the grid. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, that's cool. When it goes wrong, stuff can go wrong, you try that. But don't make them, you know, learn a new game system, and don't necessarily expect them to, like commit to carrying that into the rest of the campaign. Yeah. You might not want that for the rest of it, but you might want to try it mm-hmm. in a little self-contained thing.
1: So, like, if you're going to do novel gameplay mechanics in your one-shot in a well-established campaign, the the game master should be the one who keeps track of the weird thing. Yeah. right. Like, oh, I gotta make sure you roll your maneuver roll again. Mm-hmm. right? Because we're
0: in zero-g. Yeah, don't expect them to do it, and don't expect them to know what happens on a success or fail. Yeah. Definitely do this sort of stuff. Implement it, and, you know, try it out. Right, because if it goes
1: good, you could, you could make yeah, it a permanent maybe it does date. become
0: permanent. Maybe you try one where, like, you know, maybe you're playing in our, our fun post-apocalyptic afterlife setting, and you want to do a little, you know, car chase segment. You want to do some Mad Max Fury Road. And, you know, maybe you've never done that before, but, you know, you watch some videos or you study some other games, and you're like, okay, I have a good idea for how to do, like, vehicle-based combat and chases. I'll try it here. If it turns out good, maybe that becomes, you know, the next arc of the main story. But since it's a one-shot, there's no pressure to do that. There's no pressure to nail it. There's no pressure to get it right. And there's no pressure for it to ever come back. But if it does work well and your players like it, then it totally can come back Maybe and be yeah, maybe it sticks around. Yeah. Um, last point uh about how to mm-hmm. employ a one-shot. A,
1: a bit of warning.
0: Yeah. Um, how to implement a one-shot in your ongoing campaign. And our last little thing here is avoid overdevelopment. And I feel like we've kind of been saying this the whole time: with, you know, keep the micro mindset, keep the story. Mm-hmm. separate from the main thing and make it so it doesn't matter whichever way it turns out success or failure keep it small employ your novel things try them out but again keep it small keep it contained um, avoid overdevelopment is i would say
1: is board worthy put it on yeah. the board avoid, avoid overdevelopment. overdevelopment put it
0: on the board that's basically what all this stuff we've said boils down to but here are some indicators yes. of uh, uh,
1: two-headed game master. How do I know if I'm overdeveloping a one-shot? Oh, uh, oh.
0: good question, listener. Look
1: out for these. Yeah, because here they come.
0: He's going to tell you. Uh,
1: if there's more than if 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 there's more than, <laughs> than one location, <laughs> you might be overdeveloping.
0: This it's timely. It's yes. Brian. Brian.
1: Uh, Brian. Thanks for that reference. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> I guess it's a little more timely since he did it. He does it all the time. Yeah, but uh <laughs> I mean it's not timely. When was blue collar comedy popular? In fucking like yachts yeah, or the in big the yachts Audis, or whatever. So topical. <laughs> Such topical comedy references.
1: Anyways, what I said was if there's more than one location. Mm. Right?
0: So You're probably overdeveloping.
1: Take take the example of the bar crawl. Mhm.
0: Uh
1: to the layman, yes, it could seem like there's more than one location there. Mm-hmm. But I would say not true. There's a bar. Yeah. The location is in the same town right. and it's a
0: bar. Or if you left the bar, the location is the streets in between the bar. If the if the adventure is about like, you know, crawling between, mm-hmm. the location is the crawl. The location is the streets, mm-hmm. you know. If it's a monster hunt, the location should be like
1: the wilderness, the woods outside of monster. town.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a big map with multiple sets. If you imagine, like you know, uh, imagine a stage play. There should be no scene changes. You know, yeah. there should be no like mm-hmm. striking the set. Lights go down, lights come up, and right. it's oh, different. you guys travel you know. for three hours. Yeah. Avoid that when it comes to a one shot.
1: Another indicator. Multiple NPCs. Mm-hmm. Now that's not saying you can't have, you know, an empty world or we're not advising an empty world with no NPCs. Mm-hmm. But like if you gotta talk if the players have to talk to like more than three people mm-hmm. to like get the information they need, then that's probably too uh, much. That's too much. You're Especially if there's
0: them. gonna be a fight in there. Mm-hmm. Like if if you expect there to be combat, I would say talk to one N P C tops. Yeah. Um, and if they're if you have written you know, or not necessarily written, but if you plan for multiple conversations and interpersonal experiences or interactions, then that better be all there is because otherwise you're overdeveloping and you've strayed from one-shot mm-hmm. territory to just, like, writing your Into world. Into
1: an ongoing multi-session
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing to avoid when it comes to overdevelopment is uh, the idea of like clues hidden behind rolls and I would expand this to just like anything anything moving forward you know you don't want anything in this one shot to be uh, to be locked off you don't want to be like oh uh, you failed your lock picking roll and now the lock is like jammed and so you just can't move forward that's okay in an ongoing campaign because then you can like pull back and try and find another way around mm-hmm. or you know find some other solution. I don't really love that because like the answer is just
1: the players are gonna well I break the door down.
0: Right. So they're not really stuck. But like that's true. I guess maybe that's a bad example. you
1: need you need a you need like a rune stone to get through mm-hmm. you know the dungeon door. Right. And they haven't
0: found the rune stone. Right.
1: And like, oh, it's magic, so you can't just break in. Yeah, gotta come back. That's that's, yeah, you know, something that's hidden behind a wall, which is not good for one shot, because like, then then you've gone and made two locations. Right. Right. And which that's the thing we said
0: not to do. You don't want to have more than one main location.
1: Right. So yeah, if it's really important, you know, oh, they got to figure out who's lying. And then the clues are behind rolls. But, like, at the end of the day, they're just going to have to pick somebody. I figure that's fine. Like, they do the best they can Mm -hmm. in the one shot. And maybe they get it right because they rolled good. Or maybe they get it wrong because they rolled bad. Or maybe they get it right because they just get lucky. Yep. That's fine. But, like, if, oh, we need to figure out how to get into the dungeon. So we got to figure out who knows... And, like, then we got to do a <coughs> bunch of roles for, like, oh, are they lying to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, no.
0: That's too much. Don't do
1: that. Yeah. Don't hide those kind of clues.
0: Right. Behind roles. Yeah, you don't want any binary, like, can't move forward yes. unless this happens. That's, that's what we're saying. Don't
1: hide story-moving events mm-hmm. behind roles in a one-shot. Yeah,
0: don't, yeah, don't lock them. Because, you know, if you've done that, you've overdeveloped because, you know, you've... And there's no time. There's no time
1: to pull back and
0: figure out another. Yeah, plan angle. a different thing or go back and like buy a piece of equipment that they didn't bring with them in the first place or something. Well. You just you don't want to include stuff like that. Um, so yeah. those,
1: I think, those are the, all the indicators we could come up with. Yeah, I'm right?
0: sure there's more. You know, you probably like uh, you'll know overdevelopment when you see it. And, you know, as you become a more confident and experienced mm-hmm. game master, you will realize when you're like...
1: My players are never going to get yeah, to this.
0: When you, like, you'll, you'll catch yourself doing that, and you'll yeah. be like, okay, I don't need to... I can stop now, or I can keep going if I care about it personally, yeah, and it I enjoy fine, doing sure. it, but maybe set it aside and don't expect it to make it into the session, mm-hmm. but just save it for yourself or save it for later.
1: Yeah, wrap it into another thing, mm-hmm.
0: right? So... We talked about uh, a lot of reasons, a lot of fun reasons why you might do a one-shot, and we talked about how to deploy them with some you know, general advice, things to look out for, and things to keep in mind. And now we want to tell you about one that we played.
1: So yes, um, I put a one-shot into one of my campaigns uh, for the reason to... Bring a new player in. Um, just one of our friends was like, Hey, that campaign sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to play. But of course, you know, he's in fucking California, so he's not going to be a regular, yeah, uh, addition to the party. So I I came up with a cool little, you know, stopover one shot for the the party to do that could include this guy, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, I believe we've talked about it before, the like Santa Rosa campaign, or we might have a little bit. But anyways, in Afterlife, uh, ran this campaign where the players uh, did a monster hunt session one, but then got infected with uh, some mutagen mutagens, Mm -hmm. and they were with a serum. Yes. Um, So the serum was going to kill them. It was going to mutate them into gross blobs, and they would die. So, oh, they gotta go fix it, mm-hmm. right? So they had to go up the coast in a boat and grab this thing, steal this thing from the pirates, and they had a big fight and whatever. Anyways, they were coming back from that, and that's when, you know, the next session my uh, our friend uh, remotely with from California was like, hey, I don't know why I'm saying my friend, you guys know him, Shreve, yeah. he was on the he was on the, he was on the show. Yeah, you, know,
0: you might have. Uh... You might already be sick of him, because you had to listen to three episodes of him. That is true. Uh, or maybe that was really fun. I will say, uh, pretty loud. Just yeah. all of us. <laughs> he, he changed the energy and the noise profile in the room pretty significantly. But we had a good time. Thanks again, Sharif, for joining us for those. Yes. Those were cool. Uh, but yeah. So so he joined so th- us. He Skyped yeah. in or whatever. They were
1: in. The party was coming back uh, from doing their quest. And I had him run out of gas. Oh, you guys are out of gas. You gotta, you guys stop over in a town. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sharif's there. And he's playing this character. And we, we talked through a lot um, about like, how I wanted him to play this character, who this character was. Um, so I gave him like, a you know, fully formed character sheet and was like, here. And then we talked through kinda, you know, ideas surrounding that um and then in this town um i did well if you're familiar with the show avatar the last airbender mm-hmm. uh, i did avatar day mm-hmm. basically uh the the players get to town they get accused of murder right away mm-hmm. that they didn't commit because they were off killing pirates yeah, we weren't the there right but oh you know let's we say accused of murder
0: a little interjection um if you if you're interested in this idea and the kind of correlation between one shots and what might be called filler episodes in, in television, um, Avatar The Last Airbender is it's a great example of a lot of things. But it's a great example of this because the filler episodes are always used to spectacularly deepen the lore of the world or to explore aspects of the characters That's in true. them. And Avatar Day is a great example of that because you learn a ton of history and you learn about, like, the different cultures that make up the Earth Kingdom. And, uh, you know, Sokka and Katara have to go do something that's kind of out of their wheelhouse. And, you know, then they come back and a bunch of stuff happens and then they're back onto the main story. Mm. That's the way filler episodes are used in that show. And it's spectacular and it's, I think what you should strive for if you're going to use one-shots in your campaign.
1: Nice. Uh, Hard to follow up on that. Just kidding. So, anyways, they got accused of murder, and Sharif's there, and through connections, he's like, I know who these guys are, Mm -hmm. never met them, but I know that they didn't do this. I'll vouch for them. We're going to solve this murder. So then they, you know, went around um and solve the murder to clear their names mm-hmm. which they did successfully everybody ended up pretty happy um, except for you know the murderers who died
0: yeah the bad guy who we found i threw a sword at him <laughs> um but so yeah
1: let's break it break it down yeah we'll
0: break, break it, down it down into some of the things we said so why why do it well we're bringing in a new character and it's just a little break in the action a little mm-hmm. break in the story moving forward Um, a friend wanted to play
1: he's not going to be around for the whole campaign one shot mm -hmm. perfect
0: Uh, the micro mindset we never left this town we never talked to more than like two or three people and there was one kind of like finding stuff encounter and then one fight at the end of it very micro very self contained um We, so I would say Dane avoided overdevelopment in that. Mm. And as far as the story goes, like the story is us traveling back down the coast Mm. to, you know, return to our home base with the thing that we got. I forget Mm. what we stole. Some battery. Battery. Yeah. I don't know. But so the story is that we're going down the coast back to where we're supposed to be. We run out of gas, though, and we Mm. stop. So we get off the boat, do a one shot, circle back to the boat. Now we have gas, Mm -hmm. keep going, story continues.
1: So I guess, uh, so the only novel gameplay mechanics I added in there were the boat has a gas, uh, you know, it has Mm -hmm. a fuel gauge. It has has a consumable.
0: Right, and Um, now it's
1: empty. So that matters. And then, oh, it's fixed. You have enough gas to get back to where you were going. Mm -hmm. So it didn't stick around. It didn't be like, oh, well, we didn't. We didn't solve the murder quick enough, so we didn't get enough gas, and now we're gonna have to stop again to get more gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, I think it went really well. I, I think everybody so seemed to and have it, a lot of fun.
0: There's and there's another aspect of it back to the story being sort of um, being open ended and you know not really caring. We solved it in this instance, but we didn't have to. If it wasn't going our way, like, Mm -hmm. they vouched for us. We weren't under arrest. We could have been like, "Uh, fuck this. We're running out of time. We don't know. I'll just steal some gas and, like, we'll leave anyway. Mm -hmm. We could have gone in that direction. The session would have looked a little different, but we would have ended up back at the same place, which is kind of the core tenet of a one-shot inside a campaign. Mm -hmm. Do that sitcom, end up where you started, so you can continue. Um and yeah, I think it worked pretty well. So, I think that about covers everything. That's Well, for now. Yeah, for, for now. Me. We'll come back. We'll have a we'll have a one-shots 3 at some point probably. But I think that about does it for one-shots 2 tonight. Yeah. Our tips and tricks on running one-shots during an ongoing campaign.
1: All right? A lot of a lot of good reasons mm-hmm. uh, you know, nice break from an intense story. You can add character backstory in a one-shot, flush that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can show the players how they've changed the world. Mm-hmm. And you can bring in new players, whether they're new to the hobby entirely, Which whether they're new to the campaign. New to new new your to campaign. Group, you know, just new
0: players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how to deploy it. The main takeaway there is to like keep it small, keep the outcome open-ended, end up back where you started, but explore the opportunity to try new things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, since it kind of matters a little less, that's the place to try them. Um, and then we talked about the Avatar how, Day rip-off yeah, one-shot. kind
1: of looked in real life.
0: And how it worked for us and how it was fun and how we followed our own advice. So it's not a... Well, like, that's
1: where the advice came from. Yeah, it's that's
0: like, true. You know, we and we've done first. other stuff since then. Like, we, we are... We are making this up as we go along, but then we are also following our own advice when we do stuff. Um, But yeah, that about do it for this episode. Um, As always, the stuff to go over, that was tips and tricks, one shots during a campaign. Uh, If you like that stuff, you want to see some more of our stuff, uh, visit 2HGM.com. We have uh, an email address there for comments, contact us, feedback, and, you know, we'd love to hear from you.
1: We also have uh, some some products, mm-hmm. and we say that loosely because they're stuff we made, but they're for free, it's, like uh, yeah. you know, the Eclipse Engine.
0: Up there for free right now. Character sheets, mm-hmm. uh, tools, Game Master tools. Yep. We recently put up. Um, this was a few weeks ago, but uh, we recently put up a thing called Ten Minute Dungeons, uh, which is more uh, more closely related to Dungeons and Dragons than anything else we've done so far. But it's a great little like more of a board super game. condensed board game right. thing. To like, if people are like, oh, "I want to play," but I don't really know how, this is a great way to just like bring someone in mm-hmm. and get you know,
1: them familiar with like, "Oh, you want." You, as a player, want to do this? Okay, so this is how it works. Give me your stat and... Try your roll.
0: And have them just, like, kill some goblins. They'll be done in ten minutes, but they'll feel like they've accomplished something. They'll be like, okay, cool. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I want to get more into this hobby. Uh, we designed it as an onboarding to role-playing games for some of our more uh, reticent friends. And it's, it's never not been a hit for us.
1: Never not been a hit. Uh, also, our Patreon is up there. We'd love to to get paid um, <laughs> for all the work we do, cause, yeah. you
0: know, it's. Uh, I mean, well, if we don't get more patrons soon, we have to start doing like pledge drives, and you'll hate that, cause then the content then will suffer. Be annoying. Yeah. Uh, alongside our link to Patreon, we have a link to our Twitter. Um, check that out for our funny musings and links to other RPG-related stuff on the internet. Uh, join us next time two Wednesdays we'll be back with another one uh, I think we're talking about more novel gameplay mechanics we're getting
1: yeah.
0: yeah, we're getting into that idea even bigger and deeper than last time so be sure to tune in uh, and then last thing we're going to start plugging this now. oh Afterlife? yeah, yeah we so. are. Um, we are hard at work creating uh the rules and like the core source book for our post-apocalyptic role-playing game
1: which is based on the eclipse
0: engine Mm -hmm. powered Um, by the eclipse engine in the same way but we're working on the uh we're working on the world book we're working on the character creation all that stuff
1: more details to come but we're looking at like october november Mm.
0: we're looking at a late 22 release hopefully and uh, that should be pretty cool. So just keep your eyes open. More details to come when we know them.
1: Mm-hmm. Details uh, coming at you from
0: Twitter and Patreon and stuff. So maybe go check those out. Yeah. That's a great place to get your notifications from. Um, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pontilla's Finest as the theme intro and outro to our show. And we'll see you next time. See
1: you next time.
0: <laughs>